Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, we discuss an exciting sighting of an animal in a certain area of South America and about some animals who are going way off course in Asia. We also learn about two new adorable favorites and, of course, learn about our Animal of the Week, which happens to be our listener's choice for this month. And I gotta say, I love the choice. Episode 46 of the Animal Addicts Podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 46 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new team of animals. But before we get into that, I know what you were up to, Casey, since last I saw you. Yes. Congratulations. Tell us about it. Yes, so I'm officially graduated. Yay. I walked yesterday as of this recording. Mm-hmm. And I am so glad that it was, they how they did it was basically, we were just walking basically, and they had a pre-recorded thing that if you wanted, you could watch it the day before. That would be like traditional speeches and stuff. Mm-kay. But instead they, I was nervous though, because I had to, I thought I could, because you're given a QR code for them to scan and then your name just pops up that way. You don't have to have this strict order of people coming in. And then it pops up on the screen and they read it. Then you walk, take a picture, walk off and leave. <laughs> and it's very short. It lasted like 12 minutes max. Wow, nice. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was much better than my sister who went through a whole ceremony that was also a couple hours long. the entire long. school, which is crazy. To yes. Me. Well, for, yeah. Her, hers is like the smallest CSU. Um, in, so it's not that horrible. Whereas mine was just the... Uh, I already uh, forgot. Was she San Marcos? Yeah. Okay. Whereas mine, um, that day, it was just the College of Natural and Agricultural Sciences. Yeah. I just, I'm still, I mean, you know what? Actually, I have been to a CSUM. Mm. That's not how they spell those. No, it is. Yes. Yeah, it's CSUSM. Um, I have been to one of their graduations forever ago, and they are a small school, but like, I mean, I went to a CSU, and mm-hmm. we had multiple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was nice and short, and now I just need to wait the six months to get my degree. Oh, yeah, that part's fun. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for that to officially come in. Yeah. Always fun. Though I was upset. Uh, the only thing was um, I graduated with magna cum laude. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, you were going to have to get your medal. Yeah, I did get my medal. Okay, good. <laughs> so I'm happy with that. I'm happy that got resolved. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I got that immediately at check-in. I thought I was going to have to ask questions like, where do I get it? What do I do? Do I have to interact with people? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, that she just gave it to me right up front. And so it was nice and quick. Yay. But they did not read magna cum laude like they did at my sister's ceremony. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, I got my medal. I mean, you got it. You're like, yes. look at this. Picture. And it's not just, like my sister, hers is just cords. Whereas mm-hmm. mine's a like, little metal. A metal? Yes, the metal. And then I got to go to my favorite restaurant afterwards. The Which is? Asia Seafood Buffet. Where's that? It's in Marietta. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Which, relatively close to my school. I guess. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Reasonably, at least. Yes. And it's always funny whenever we go to buffets, because I'm like a bottomless pit. And they my... still have buffets going? Yeah. Oh, it's Marietta. No one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rule was um, wear your mask and wear gloves when you're going out to the buffet. And people were actually... Listening? Yeah, they were actually doing it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. Um, 
And of course, I had like five plates because <laughs> I'm a pig. Is it all seafood or what kind of food do they have? There was seafood. There was like sushi. That was also oh. seafood. I know. <laughs> There's seafood. Um, also, I just find it funny. It's like um, they had the raw oysters out, and of course they have the sign that says, warning, raw oysters may, um, you may contract deadly diseases. It's like, I'm a biology major. I know several of these foods have a chance of um, contracting diseases. I've eaten sushi for years. I have been rolling the dice. I am good. <laughs> I have not rolled a dice sushi. I have rolled the dice with cookie dough. <laughs> Dude, you should go to Chimecla. They have this place called Dough Creamery. Yeah, I've seen You've it. Been? I don't know if it's uh, there, but I've seen places where they like have cookie dough. So I'm like, I would be a million pounds. Yeah, and it's like I always get like this mint cookies and cream ice cream with a scoop. And this time I tried the mint fudge brownie cookie dough. Hmm. It's so good. I like mint, yep. and I like... Brownie and yeah. my, those together are probably weird. I love it. But um, my sister calls me, says... I'm, You've said this before, because yeah. I disagree with her, because I also love mint. That's my second favorite. Book. Yeah. That, I'm going to hell because I like mint. <laughs> I'm going with you. All right. I mean, cookie dough is my number one. Yeah. But mint's my second. Mm-hmm. And I love them together. They're yummy. Yeah. And I want mint chocolate chip ice cream. What's wrong with you? Because it's hot out. Yeah. And, um, of course, they don't have, like, they don't use egg because it's sitting out, so yeah. it would spoil. Yeah, that's why you can't. They sell it now, too, in the mm-hmm. stores. I yeah. bought some just, like, I was Yeah, like, one of my friends what? got some once. Like, Ben & Jerry's has, like, a cookie dough thing. It's not the same. Oh, really? Apparently, the egg makes it better. Really? Because I've tried, I've tried the cookie doughs that are, like, sold separately that you can eat. Mm-hmm. And even the cookie dough, they make some, too, that you can, like, bake or eat raw. Uh-huh. And they don't taste as good. Interesting, because, like, it tastes like... Maybe I just haven't had regular cookie dough in a while, as I shouldn't. Roll, no, you shouldn't, but... Um, <laughs> but it's it's really good. I love it. It's good, but real cookie dough. And they give you a good amount, because it's like, I always get the mini scoop, and it's like, that's a decent scoop. <laughs> I don't need any more than that. No, we shouldn't be eating any of it. Usually what I would do is, like, uh, I'd get those, like, the Toll House ones mm-hmm. and break off. And oh, I yeah. would bake some of them, and then I'd eat one or two of them mm-hmm. raw, which was always... Also, like, that was back when I was watching Whale Wars, so it would be, like, Antarctica-ish area. I'm just eating cookies. <laughs> oh, God. Why those two went together for me. Yeah. Very weird. Anyway. Yeah. And I also, I went to Barnes & Noble, and it's like, I am one of those people that will buy books before they even finish the massive amount of Everybody books. Everybody does that. I got two more books. One is called The Evolution of Beauty. It was written by an ornithologist. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Okay. But it basically goes over a bunch of aspects of evolution contributed through like sexual selection, like the evolution of beauty, basically, and it covers a lot of things with animals, but also like things with humans. So essentially what attracts animals to other animals well, yeah. in their same species. Yes. And then the other one is, oh my gosh, what was it? <laughs> Some Assembly Required. It's also a book on evolution, but it's much broader. Are all of your books on evolution? A lot of them are. Okay. I was going to get another, I was contemplating whether or not um, to get one, one of these other two books. One was called The Loved Beast, and it's a conservation book talking about the current extinction crisis going on. It's like, but I've already read Six Extinction, and I've had some other, read some, I'm reading another book. Do you ever read novels? Sometimes. Okay. But not very often. Okay. And um, I'm, I still haven't finished this one book that covers the extinction of the mega beasts Mm -hmm. um, from the Ice Age period. 
It's like, so I've already really covered that topic in a couple books, so I was like, ah, I won't do that. But then another one I was really focusing on was um, The Rise and Fall of Dinosaurs, which basically goes through the whole saga of dinosaurs from their initial evolutions to being these little pint-sized betas when they first arrived because there was these other animals that looked like dinosaurs, but they're not dinosaurs, Ah. and they were the main dogs until the extinction, in which case the dinosaurs took over until... Mm -hmm. The meteor took him out. Yeah. Yep. I think I would have rather been smashed by the meteor than die as the resulting yeah. <laughs> issues from it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, that that's fun. Oh, all book people do that, though. I know. I mean, I have a bunch of books, too, that I have. And I'm like, I'm going to read. I have had no time to read, though, this year at all. So I haven't read. Oh, yeah. I think I've read in, like, My sister, years. I am amazed with how much she is able to read. Like, she always sets an hour or so a night to read. Some, and people it's like, who get through, the... like, more than one book in a week to me, I'm like, how? In a week? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Ow. I don't even get through a book in a month half the time. I know. When I do it, because I don't have, I only usually have like one or two days to read in my week, yeah. generally, and then I would, you know, do however many pages, and I'm a slow reader anyway. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, I have not read. Before. I have been working on the origin of species for like three years. I had a thing <laughs> where I wanted to be doing like novels, but I wanted to have at least one like mm-hmm. educational book, and that's on my list. Yeah. But then I think you told me that it's rough to get through. Uh, it depends. Like, the sixth edition is the best one. Mine is the facility of the first edition, so mm-hmm. it's a bit of a harder read. But the sixth is the probably the best one. I started with Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Oh, uh, by Neil deGrasse yeah, Tyson. which was fascinating when I was reading it. Have I retained any of that? No. Yeah. But that was years ago. I feel like next time I have to read it through and, like, take some notes. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's just the process of writing it down, you know? It sticks yeah. to the letter. It's funny. It's like, even with, like, people with higher education, it's like the... All inspire comes from things that we just don't specialize in because, like, people aspire to things beyond our understanding for things they don't know about. But when it comes to things that they have researched and know very well, they would never come to those conclusions. The conclusions that have been made, or you mean they're just not excited about it? Just not excited about it and, like, not as far-reaching. It's not as fun as astrophysics. Anyway, um, okay, well, yeah, the last thing I was working on, I'm trying to get through the, the entire Sherlock series, mm. and I uh, have not gotten very far. <laughs> so it's a really, it's one of those fancy Barnes and Noble ones, the whole Sherlock thing. Yeah. Um, and it's a really fancy book. It also makes it harder to read because it's very thick and hard. <laughs> but um, but I loved it. I just uh, I have had no time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, well. That's exciting. Graduation, woohoo. Now you have to look for internships and jobs and all those fun things. Yep. Be in the real world. Have fun. I, we were not really speaking of COVID, but speaking of COVID, <laughs> I did something um, that I have not done in forever. I went to the movie theater, Casey. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because they're open again. And I really was looking forward to this movie last year. And of course, amazing movies were supposed to happen last year, and then 2020 killed everything. Yep, you were the chosen one. You're supposed to be the chosen one. Anyway, um, so In the Heights came out, and I was like, I want to see that in theaters. Like, it looked like I wanted to see it in theaters. Right choice. Anyway, so the movie theater experience, just so I can tell you folks. First of all, they have, like, none of the stuff they have anymore. They have, like, half of the concessions. Also, I don't know if Coke is more expensive than Pepsi, but they used to have Coke, and now they have Pepsi. So, I'm like, is Coke's contract more expensive? I'm trying to remember now if the... Theaters I go to always have one or the other now. 
They always have one or the other because they always have Coke well, ads. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like cocaine. But they always have Coke ads before the movies, you know? Yeah. So, and now it's a Pepsi thing, and I'm like, yep, this is different. And they used to okay, it's Coke, definitely which Coke is my then. favorite, so it makes me sad. That they I remember that thing that was upset. Episode, like my university had one of those like electronic touch screen ones where I you can pick. I hate those. <laughs> Why? Because you get the flavor of whatever the hell someone ran through before. Yeah. It's my, disgusting. I don't mind them, but They've the problem was well when I've used those either. they only had Pepsi. So sorry. <laughs> so I always got like the cherry Pepsi. Yeah. Because I'm a Coke person. But it doesn't taste right. And those, those things are disgusting. I don't, I don't see I a see problem. Those, I'm like, but like, I love like the ones in movie theaters because like I can get diet root beer, and root beer has like such a distinct taste in my opinion mm-hmm. that it can't really be ruined by something else. That's my opinion. Okay. <laughs> I feel like root beer and like orange soda would not go well together. <laughs> anyway. Well, um, the root beer's so distinct and strong, it masks it, so you aren't really bothered by it. Okay. What? Like tequila. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, so we went, and it was pretty empty, and the theater, I brought my Lysol, I have a little baby thing of Lysol, and then I have my wipes, so I was going to wipe down those chairs and Lysol everything, but the chairs are fabric, Mm -hmm. not not like a, like leathery, so I sprayed the shit out of them, and I sprayed the air (laughs) around us, but there were a total of four people, including the two of us, in there watching it. Also... It's an amazing movie. Go see it. That's how musicals are supposed to be adapted mm-hmm. to the big screen. Like, none of this bullshit, Les Mis, Awfulness, or Into the Woods, which all of these were terrible. I've seen Into the Woods. I have not seen Les Mis. No. It's, you see the show. The movie's awful. Yeah. God awful. Yeah. I had such high hopes for it. This is how I felt for In the Heights, too, because I was like, I had such high hopes for Les Mis, and it was trash. The beginning was good, and then mm-hmm. it just went downhill. Um, it was absolute trash, and I was so disappointed. And then they've done things like cats and shit since, so it's like, uh, Cats, whoops. Why? And I'm one of the few people who likes, a lot of musical theater people do not like cats. I actually like cats, but I didn't want that. That's not, a, that's not something to adapt into a movie. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was terrifying. Anyway. Um, but in the Heights, is really good. There are a lot of differences from the show to the movie. Two of which I don't really love, mm-hmm. but, um, but most of them I was kind of indifferent about. Singing is solid. The dancing... So it's because one of my huge passions in life is musical theater. Hmm. I need to know, Lynn and all the creators of this, like, exactly how many shout-outs you had. They literally referenced... Oh, I shouldn't say that. Don't spoil. I will, because only actual dancers will know. Um, they have, like, Busby Berkeley choreo shout-outs, which I guess is more the choreos, the choreographer's job. So... Love him. Anyway, but it was amazing, and there's, like, kind of like with Hamilton, and Hamilton shouts out Gilbert and Sullivan at one point, which is crazy and awesome, but it's, like, there's so many shout-outs to different shows and, like, different places. It's so cool, and just, like, the cinematography is great, and the choreo is amazing, and it's just, it's so good, and the singing, for the most part, one person's a little weak, but not terrible, just yeah. a little weak compared to everyone else. Um, also, Jimmy Smith can sing. I was yeah. surprised. Didn't know that was going to be a thing. Um, but it was amazing, and just the whole movie theater experience was, like, weird. Because yeah. it's like, I want to get back to being able to do that. And since there were only four of us in the theater, I felt fine. But I definitely yeah. saw the shit out of everything first. I remember um, <laughs> me and my, my sister, my little sister, is a big movie buff. So when the theaters opened up around us, we <laughs> went a few times. But, oh, my God. I could have sworn we seen three, but I can only remember two. I you know we know what movies you saw. It was, they weren't even worth it, Casey. They it was Cruella. It. Okay, how was that? I loved it. I do want to see that. Yeah, it was good. And um, we saw The Conjuring 3. Yeah, no interest. I I love horror movies. Okay. So 
I I enjoyed it. Okay. And what movie <laughs> do you remember the other one? I didn't used to go to the movies. Maybe a lot, it was anyway. just those two. I didn't used to go a lot oh. anyway, but I just really want I was looking forward to I always went year. with my little sister to go see movies a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never did a whole bunch. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's very good and um, you should see it because it's really good. I do kind of wonder Oh, I do I do oh, remember oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was um, Spiral, which is another horror movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I recommend it. Um, it's really good. I would say it's the best musical adaptation since Chicago. Because hmm. most musical adaptations have been meh at best. Yeah. Or absolute trash. So, anyway. Um, but also, an animal-related note. My parents' dog did his last training class. Nice. He was in private because he has some, not really aggression, but he wasn't, like, open to people. And now he loves people. Mm-hmm. So now they have to start him working on dogs. But um, also, he snuck a mouse into the house. So he likes to, they actually, when I talked to him last, they were getting a light to put in the, by the back door yeah. to make sure that he doesn't sneak more things in. Because that's not the first time he's done it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we used to have a dog, but I lived out in boonies. He was a Ridgeback mix. He had mm-hmm. big old lips. <laughs> he could get an entire gopher except for one back foot. Oh my gosh. In his lips. So anytime he had his head down when he came in the house, we're like, no, 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 you have something. And most times it's not dead yet. Yeah. I have I have a mouse in my house right now, actually. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, my... Did an animal bring it in, or did it just get it? No, we don't have an animal bring it in. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's probably when we had this one slider drawer open we didn't notice. Mm. Um, my brother was looking <laughs> for it last night in the dark, and it's like, okay, I'm going to go brush my teeth. You have fun with that. <laughs> and then so my dad... Eat cake? <laughs> That's huh? how we got it out of yeah. the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my dad... Accidentally set off a trap this morning. With his foot? No, his finger. Oh, good. I was like, don't put it anywhere where I'll step on it. It's like, <laughs> I like to keep my toes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. So, poor little mouse is stuck <laughs> in the house. But the doggy finished his stuff and he loves people now. So, that's good because he was not super open to people before. Anyway, but let's talk about real, um, real animals. Real. Like he's not a real animal. Mm. Um, but let's talk about and the gorilla, things- they're not real. <laughs> The what's are not real? In Cruella. Oh. Well, no. Or they have to have some real Dalmatians. They're not all CGI. I'm pretty... They're all CGI, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. From the ads, it doesn't look like they're all CGI. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure anytime they're Also, very little (laughs) Dalmatian time. Well, (laughs) we have to... It's about Cruella. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I will have to see that, but... Anyway, but tell us about what you wanted to talk about, Casey. I see a piano. What's up with that? (laughs) That's just some music I listen to um, in my free time. I like music. I like piano adaptation of some songs. Oh, okay. Are you going to play something for the podcast? No, that's just from the video I showed you earlier, which was the topic. No one's going to hear that. (laughs) Yes. So, in some news, I let's see when was this posted. I don't know when this was posted, but anywho's. It'll say at the bottom. Anyway, continue. We'll figure it out. Whoa, not that far at the bottom, where it talks about the author. (laughs) Ah, whatever. Hmm. Should be at the bottom of the story or at the top. That's weird. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. Yes. So, recently, some conservation biologists had a huge surprise in Argentina because it, it, they had the first sighting of giant river otter since the 1980s. Wow, that's yes. depressingly long ago. Yes, that's 40, 40 years. years. <laughs> uh, I need to stop keeping, like... Yeah, don't do that. No. <laughs> don't do that math. <laughs> but yeah, so 
for a while they were suspecting that they may be extinct in Argentina because it's been so long since they mm -hmm. have been spotted. And this conservation biologist spotted it and took a video of it on his cell phone. And he said that he was like unsure. Is like, should I keep stay and keep recording? Should I go back till everyone is like trying to decide what to <laughs> have do? Have proof. Have proof. Yeah. So he took a vi it, short video of it. Um, it's just one of them, but you can hear him vocalizing and popping his head it's out and really stuff. Really weird noise. <laughs> sort of like a growl, but like not an angry growl. It's weird. otters make a lot of weird vocals. Okay. Yeah. So it's also really important because globally, the global population of giant river otters is endangered. Mm -hmm. So it's important that they know that their distribution could be wider than it currently is recognized. That's good. And they are an important species, so it suggests that the environment may be improving for them. That's good. Yep. And they're also just good at hiding from people, probably. Yes. Although it's quite loud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they... Honestly, they're the most terrifying predator yeah. in South America. Uh, oh, I don't know if I'd go that far without looking into them deeply, but when I started looking into they the otters... They take down caiman. I don't... I know. When I started looking into otters and I saw that and I saw some of their prey, I was like, that's no longer cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrifying. It yeah. could, like, eat me. <laughs> mm -hmm. In my opinion, like, top predator of South America. Okay, well, we're going to have to actually talk about them at some point then. Yes. Um, they're one of my... One of my Definitely top five mustelids. What are the mustelids again? Is it like beavers and otters and stuff like that? No, beavers oh. are rodents. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it's like weasels, ferrets, otters, wolverines, badgers. Okay. They're very interesting animals, some of them, because they have a body design that's not very good for mammals. It's Long and slender is very bad body design if you're a mammal. It works for them. Yeah. For now. <laughs> For now. We'll see where evolution takes them. We won't. We'll, be <laughs> well <fine>. you won't. <laughs> Hopefully, we won't see it. Even if we, uh, <laughs> even if we had grandkids, I don't think they'd see that either. No. Anyway, if the world's still alive by then. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, um, is that it for the giant otter? They've just been seen. That's the yeah. Thing. They were spotted for the first time in Argentina. Oh. Well, speaking in of 40 years. the world going downhill, for some reason, unexplained yet, um, I don't have a whole lot of information on this, but you may have seen a bit on this story. Um, there is a herd of wandering elephants in China that are wandering super crazy far, and they don't understand why they're doing this. Everyone's very confused. But this specific story is, China's herd of wandering elephants takes a rest after 500-kilometer trek. So the group of pachyderms that has been crisscrossing the countryside photograph lying down outside a village in Xiang Township is really cute. I obviously linked the article from The Guardian and they're, they're just snoozing, which makes sense because they're on this long walk and no one knows why and it's kind of scary to me, but hopefully we'll get more information on that. Um, Anyway, so basically, obviously, they've been walking a long distance and they have decided to take a nap because that's what you do when you walk a long distance and mm -hmm. i don't think this is in uh it's not in a weed field so different story different story they're so cute oh my god there's yeah. so many pictures in this article and i didn't even see this one yet mm -hmm. as i'm scrolling down they're all like sleeping like butt to face and like like they're like they're, yeah. their chins resting on the one in front of their butts have you ever seen like the videos of like baby elephants playing with people <laughs> No. Oh, yeah. So a yeah. little bit, yeah. yeah. I like it when they just lay down on them and, like, crush them. That's yeah. always fun. Uh, 
Anyway. Baby elephants are so cute. They're so cute. They act like the little puppy dogs, but they're so big they can't they play have, like puppy they're like, dogs. They're like great they yeah. understand how big they are, and they're just like, just love me, and I'm clumsy. Yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway, so they have more than 410 emergency personnel, 374 vehicles, and 14 droid, droids? Drones? The droids! coming. <laughs> drones that they've been basically mm-hmm. tracking these elephants with to make sure that they don't... Um, cause problems but they have <laughs> anyway um they um so basically they're just tracking where they're going and trying to make sure they can kind of mitigate problems with humans and stuff but um they're saying so wildlife authorities are struggling to understand why the group of 16 elephants went on the move last year this all started last year that's mm-hmm. crazy um according to Zingwa, sure in november they arrived in oh boy i gotta stop reading names Puer. In Yunnan, sure, where a female elephant gave birth to a baby and settled in place for five months before starting to walk again on the 16th of April. A week later, two left the group. Where did these two go? I need more information than this. The article does not tell us. Leaving did it say if they were bulls? They didn't say anything about oh. the age or anything about them. They left the group, um, leaving 15 to continue their odyssey to the north. The group now appear to be back on the right track, except that it's not because it's weird, heading southwest along... Um, Although on Monday, authorities reported one male elephant was traced away from the group. So that's a male. Maybe he just mm-hmm. bounced um, four kilometers to the northeast. That's probably the one that um, I saw another article that they left one behind. Mm-hmm. It's probably him. Yeah. Anyway, and the travels of the elephants first detected leaving their natural habitat in March 2020 when COVID. <laughs> well, it started in China before it started here. Yeah. Um, has captivated Chinese social media, although... Um, their at times destructive presence has caused at least 6.8 million. Really? Oh. I guess, when? Is that how you say that? Um, or $1.07 million in damage, according to state media. Hmm. I mean, if elephants just trample through a place, it's going to kind of mm-hmm. mess up your stuff. I'd be, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be higher than that cost. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they're mostly more out, you know, mm-hmm. not in super populated areas. But anyway, it's very cute with them taking their little nap, but I do not appreciate the article does not give you inf- more information about these elephants that wandered mm-hmm. off. Like, was this a natural thing? Are they okay? Are they dying? What's happening? Mm-hmm. I need to know. Anyway, also, it's just very weird that these elephants are doing this. It's not a typical thing, and it's kind of scary. It's like, why are they... It's like the gray whale in the freaking Atlantic. <laughs> oh, Wally. Anyway, so yeah, so elephants on the move, and like you do when you take a long walk, you nap, which just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. But anyway, um, if we retrace our steps of the giant river otter, there's my segue. <laughs> Where do we go? Back to South America. Yes. And I tried to actually keep it South American this time. Also, I realize I've chosen this category before, but more in a broad spectrum. Yeah. So this time, I was just trying to think of like quintessential South American animals. And I didn't yeah. think there were enough sloths for us to choose sloths. <laughs> there's... I four or five yeah, exactly. species. and I don't want to leave one out, okay? Yeah. So anyway, so I chose South American monkey. Yeah. And you could have just said New World monkeys because basically all New World monkeys in I'm South sure America. I guess South America. <laughs> either way, it's fine. I wanted to be South American. So and last time, anyway, we just picked Old World. Both chose Old World monkeys anyway. Yeah. I had to think about it, too. I was like, who was his? I'm like, oh, yeah, he's the gelada. Mm-hmm. Which is also an Africa rocks. Anyway. Yes. But yeah, so South American monkeys, Casey, who's your favorite South American monkey? The bald headed Ukari. Oh, that's not what the notes say. I okay. know that's a different name. 
It's the same thing. All the time. Anyway, continue. I don't control common names. Ugh. Okay, but make your notes match. No. Rude. Okay, well, tell us about the now bald headed Yukari. You, another name for it is Red Ukari. Yes, thank you. Yes, so the scientific name is Kakajo Calvis. I'm sorry. Kakajo? Kakajo. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't have that one pulled up. C A C A J A O. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Or Jam. Anyway, moving on. We always mispronounce these. That's not new. Well, you do. I. I'm relatively accurate, I would say. Mm, okay, we'll test that theory. <laughs> yes, so these guys have a fragmented distribution in western Brazil and eastern Peru. Mm -hmm. They typically live in tropical forest habitat and usually live in close proximities to bodies of waters like rivers and lakes. Okay. They're about 36 to 57 centimeters long. They also have a very short, non-prehensile tail that's about 13 to 18 centimeters long. I feel like don't most monkeys have prehensile tails? No, prehensile tails is unique to New World monkeys. No Old World monkeys have prehensile tails. Oh, okay. Yeah, and not all New World monkeys have Obviously prehensile tails. Obviously not, but okay. But only New Worlds have prehensile hmm, tails. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Also, New World monkeys do not have ischial callosities. I don't remember what that is. Sitting pads. Oh, okay, okay. So these guys weigh about two to three kilograms and have a lifespan in the wild of about 18 years. In captivity, they can live into their mid-20s. Okay. And they get their name because they have a red and mostly hairless face. They're going to be real cute, I can tell. Okay, pictures, they don't look cute, but I think they look cute in video. I will test that at some <laughs> point. Because in a picture, you're stuck with one facial expression. Like me, you take a picture of this face with a single expression. It's horrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's my interpretation oh of my it. Oh, God. Okay, you're weird. All right, continue. I know I am. Their diet will shift depending on the season. That makes sense. During the dry season, they forage mostly in the higher levels of the forest, feeding on fruits. And they are specialists in feeding on seeds, especially immature seeds and fruits which make up the vast majority of their diet. Hmm, okay. And during the dry season, they will forage on the forest floor, feeding on seedlings and seeds that fall from the fruit in the canopy. They will also eat insects like caterpillars throughout the year. And they are among the few primate species that are monogamous. Oh, okay. Yes. They live in large social groups that can be from 10 to 30 individuals. That's yeah, pretty good size. Yes. And the large groups will break up into smaller subgroups when they go out foraging. Hmm, okay. And they are listed under Appendix 2 of CITES and listed as vulnerable by the IUCN Red List. And the population is currently declining. The most significant threat is habitat loss and hunting. And by living, having a specialized habitat by living along rivers will probably make them more at risk to human impact. Hmm, okay. Like diseases and stuff, or just humans? Human problems? development, and when you are a specialist, it makes you much more prone to extinction. Because you can't just adapt. Yeah. Like a mountain lion can just move yeah. on somewhere else. Exactly. That cable. Anyway, all right, well, that is the red ukari, or bald-headed ukari. <laughs> Did I even say that right? Yeah. Okay, good, good. It's a you animal. <laughs> <laughs> Just to start with the, uh, the U. Yeah. Anyway, I chose um, 
I actually had trouble as per usual. I even chose the topic and I was like, who do I choose? And I wanted a squirrel monkey. So I went with the Guiana squirrel monkey. Hopefully I said that right. Sorry if I didn't. I'm gonna screw this one up too, so just you wait. Their scientific name is Samiri Skiorus. Skiorus. <laughs> yep, we're going with that. They are found in Guyana and Suriname and French Guiana and the northeastern region of the Amazon basin. They inhabit tropical forest habitat. Typically, they live in the intermediate levels of the forest, but occasionally travel to the ground and the canopy levels of the forest. They are the smallest member of the family Cebidae, capuchins and squirrel monkeys. They're so cute, they're so little. I love them. Yep. Anyway, body length is about 30 centimeters, sorry, excuse me, 31 centimeters long. Their tail is about 40 centimeters long and is non-prehensile. Look at all these non-prehensile tails, man. Mm-hmm. Normally weigh just under one kilogram because they're so babies. <laughs> Sexually dimorphic, and the males have um, enlarged canine teeth. Do they do the growly thing? They do that thing that other monkeys do where they show their teeth. They will. They will. It's not as dramatic though because they have small heads. They're little. <laughs> it's like if a kitten growls at you or hisses at you, you're like, oh. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, they can live up to their mid twenties. They are primarily frugivores, like. I don't remember what animal was the frugivore. Was it the cock of the rock? We've talked it? about a few frugivores. We've talked about a few, but, I, but it was a South American one is where we first heard the term. Cock of the rock. Okay, it is. And uh, tapir. Okay, okay. Anyway. Uh, and ukari. That they eat. Yay! That means that they eat fruit, <laughs> which makes them important for seed dispersal of some plants. Like, I assume that's pretty much all frugivores. Mm-hmm. Insects also make up a significant portion of their diet, occasionally eating leaves. Everything just moved. <laughs> Leaves, seeds, and nuts. They are a highly social species, living in large social groups with complex relationships forming between members. There can be subgroups within a larger group. They tend to be more female-dominant society, with the females forming the central core of the group. There can even be temporary relationships <laughs> that form between a female and an infant or another female Acting somewhat like ants. Okay, so like Meerkat Manor, obviously we yep. need to follow the squirrel monkeys because they are adorable. <laughs> they are currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list, but the population is in decline. Anyway, they're super cute. Obviously, we'll be posting a picture. Um, I think it's at the Phoenix Zoo. You can walk in with that. I think it's squirrel monkeys. You can walk in with them with no barrier. At least this was really? like 10 years ago. But also the Phoenix Zoo shouldn't exist because it's too hot for a lot of the animals there. <laughs> But anyway. I, I'm not getting close to any monkey. <laughs> like maybe a marmoset or a tamarind, but... Don't rip your arms off. A, They're incredibly strong. Squirrel monkey, and it might bite you and like... Mess They're incredibly up. strong. The little spider monkey. Also, the threat of disease is plenty of reason to not get close to them. <laughs> anyway... um. But from our South American monkeys, we go into our animal of the week this week, which is a very unique looking animal. Mm -hmm. And are you ready, Casey? I believe so. Okay. Our animal of the week this week is... The bush dog. The bush dog. They look so different, I feel like, than most other dogs. Yes. They do. Okay. Tell us about them, Casey. So, just a quick rundown because we've gone over canids multiple times before. We've done like two. Well, we've done some picks. Yes. Canids. I think we've done one. Do we even do an actual animal? Oh, the main wolf. Yeah. 
yeah, that's, I think that's it. Well, we've gone over carnivora plenty of times, so <laughs> that's the order carnivora. All right. Family is canidae, because that is the only canid family that still exists. Okay. And their species name is Speothus venaticus. That's a fun one. Yes. Their range extends from Panama down to Argentina. And they live in forest and wetland savanna, wet savanna habitats. Okay. And typically live along bodies of water. The average lifespan is about 10 years. And they're small. They are about 57 to 75 centimeters long. They weigh about 5 to 7 kilograms. Oh, they're even smaller than I thought they were. Yep. I mean, they look like they're like mid-sized dog to me. Yeah. And... Just like other canids, they are carnivores. They primarily prey on large rodents like acuchis, agutis, and pacas. <laughs> you didn't even know acuchis existed before. <laughs> no. I thought you were making stuff up. <laughs> yes, they also have an interesting nickname. They will sometimes be called vinegar dogs. What? Because never heard of that. Okay. Yes, they produce a scent that they use to mark their territory that smells like vinegar. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like the smell of vinegar either. No, who does? Yeah. Weird people. Okay. And they are unusual canids in that they have a very short stature, <laughs> and they um, have these short, robust snouts. They kind of actually look a bit like mustelids, in my opinion. Kind of, yeah. They kind of look like a mix between a dog and, yeah. and yeah. I feel like there's like some wolverine-type sort of almost look to them. Yeah. And another weird aspect is that they are semi-aquatic and have webbed feet. Oh, that's right. I've seen pictures of their feet. Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah, they're very good swimmers, which is very weird when you think of dog canids. It is, yeah. Yeah. They are a highly elusive species, and they are not very well documented in the wild, so the majority of studies on them have come from populations in captivity. Mm-hmm. It was actually first described by fossils found in Brazil, and it was so elusive that they assumed that it was extinct. Oh. When they first, because it was described by fossils. Right. <laughs> yep. They are social species and live in packs up to 12 individuals. And they are among the few species of mammals that are monogamous. A pack consists of the non the breeding pair and then non-mating members which make up their extended family. Same as wolves. Yes. Okay. And non-mating members like with wolves, they will guard and clean and take care of the breeding pair's pups. Mm-hmm. And similar to African Wild dogs and wolves, they will coordinate together to take down much larger prey, like capybara. I was going to say, if it was webbed feet, they're going after capybara. Yep. That's intense. So the capybara, when they dive in the water to avoid predators, a bush dog will jump right in there. Yes, and that goes into their hunting technique. Okay. When they're hunting, they will purposely chase their prey into water, into specifically the deeper area of the Ooh, body okay. of water, and with them being strong swimmers and working together they can overpower their prey wow yep but that is that just for capybara or is that when they're going after the ones that are not as well adapted to swimming it's for all their prey i'd imagine the other rodents are gonna have a tougher time than capybara swimming yeah so capybara have at least webbed feet they have webbed feet they're Mm -hmm. good swimmers and they're good size yep (laughs) (laughs) they have a large range of vocalizations for communication as well and this is likely an adaptation to their forest environment, as in forests, visual cues would often be very ineffective because mm-hmm. you would not see each other. 
Makes sense. Yep. Also, if you're in the water, it's kind of hard to be yeah. a bunch of cues when you're only your head sticking out. <laughs> and like many other canyons, they are diurnal, and they will spend the night in their dens, which can be burrows or hollowed out tree trunks. Oh, that's cute. Yep. And this species is actually the closest living relative to a previous animal of the week. A maned wolf? Yes, it Yay. is the closest extant relative of the maned wolf. Though not particularly closely related. No. They actually diverged from other canids long time ago. The bush dog or the main wolf? You mean the main wolf, right? Both. Both. But okay, especially the bush dog, actually. Okay. They're very different looking. <laughs> yeah. They're listed in Appendix 1 of CITES, so they have the highest protections. And they are listed as near threatened by the IUCN Red List. Their population is currently in decline. Most significant threat is habitat loss due to large due to large-scale agriculture, mm -hmm. that, which includes things like soybean fields and pasture for cattle, because rainforest has terrible soil for agriculture. Okay. There are also problems with introduced threats like domestic dogs, which will compete with them, as well as they can serve as vectors for diseases that can kill them. But also imagine some domestic dogs that are larger might go after them. Yes. <laughs> Seeing them as threat. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, they're very unique looking. I can't wait for you guys to see them. Um, they're cool, and that's another one we talked about early on, and I was like, we should do that. But this was also our listeners' choice, so yes. yay listeners for choosing the bush dog. They're really cool. They, It's so hard to describe. They really do look like a mix. You're right. Mm -hmm. Like, I almost see them as, like, I don't even know which one I would describe. It's not necessarily a wolverine, but, like, if you took, like, not even a ferret, but like, <laughs> with that face, you know? Yeah. And then mix it with, like, a dachshund, but a little bit bigger. <laughs> it's like, because their legs are not that long. No. They're mm. little stout things. I guess like a corgi. I don't know, <laughs> but without the cute butt. Anyway. Vicious um, corgi. The vicious corgis. <laughs> Anywho. Um, but Casey. Yes, Allie? What do you call, since we were talking about monkeys earlier... What do you call monkeys that share an Amazon account? Sneezing? Okay. Um, an Amazon account. Yeah, they're monkeys that share an Amazon account. I do not know. Prime mates. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stupid. I ran into them earlier and it was terrible. You thought it was I It was funny. <laughs> I'm not reading. Read it. Read it. Uh, it was awful. Read I wasn't it. Gonna read, use it, it read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. That was hilarious. All right, here we go. You know the answer now. <laughs> yeah. What do you call a monkey in a minefield? A baboon. <laughs> awful. Listen, oh, he that. He hates all the other puns, but that one's fine. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I love dark humor. I know, but it's so mean. <sighs> Prime mates is pretty good. <laughs> Amazon Prime and they're buddies because you're not British that's why nope. you're not British or Aussies so that's why you nope. don't like it anyway alright well that brings us to the challenge and it was Casey's turn to choose what we're doing today so what are what are we doing today Casey? we are doing a iteration of our alphabet problems I love that we always actually this one is a bit more alphabet-y I guess yes but we always say alphabet even though it has nothing to do with alphabet nope. <laughs> not really alphabet but it's still the alphabet this one does yeah. So anyway, we're going to... You said it was earlier, at least. How much time? All right, so what are we doing? How much time should I do? I feel like 
I feel like we should just do five minutes. Okay. Across the board on most things, except for Jeopardy. We do more when we All get right. to that again. So we will have five minutes. I will name the first one, okay. and then you will take the last letter of its name to say the next animal, and it must be an animal from South America. <sighs> Casey. That's, we're gonna die, and we're not gonna use five minutes. We're gonna die before that. We also need something to track how many animals we're talking about. Um, okay, let's see. I can put notes in something. Okay. All right, are we ready? Sure. I'm just gonna put an asterisk for everyone. I can't say asterisk, apparently. What? That's uh, still wrong. Um, anyway, okay. All right, are we ready? Who's going first? Me. Okay, and what's our first name? Did you ever say that? No, I did not. Okay. But you can probably guess it. Okay. Okay, great. Are you going gonna to say it first? Okay. Yeah. All right, and go. Bush dog. I almost said Gariel. <laughs> Wrong <laughs> continent. You're making it in South America. It's really hard. It should be easy because there's one animal of the week that we've done. Also, a Gaian um, squirrel monkey. <laughs> That I just talked about. Yes. Guiana scroll monkey. What? Why? Yeah, have fun. <sighs> believe yellow speckled caiman is one. Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure there's a yellow anaconda anyway. Oh, wait, yeah, there is yellow anaconda. Because I give you a freebie. Yeah. Uh, a, a coochie. A coochie? <laughs> I, iguana. Uh, A? A Gucci. <laughs> a Gucci. I. Uh, I, 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 I. <laughs> hmm. Oh, boy. Why am I struggling with I? I don't know. I was going to say inland tapir, but I know it's lowland tapir. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ibis. Oh, okay. I was like, that's in South America? Mm-hmm. S. Um, a South American? There's something that thinks South American. There's definitely something that thinks South American. Um, honestly, squirrel monkeys were also... No, it wasn't that. I think it was listed as a South American marmoset. Yeah. When I was, I'm South American marmoset. That's my, that's my answer. Tinamu. What the fuck is that? It's a bird. Oh, God. You? Yukari. <laughs> I. I. I hate you. It's like the R of the E's, but we saw it. Oh, wait. I. Island Finch. H. Um. A. It's gotta be a bird. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I, it's, it's spoilers. <laughs> ho, oh, ho, you. Hosan, ho, Hosan. <laughs> it's pronounced Watson. Oh, wow. Watson. Okay, that's fun. Anyway. N, oh boy. N, 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 why can't I think of an N? Mm. 
Oh boy. We've always struggled with ends too. We have. We're limited to South America this time, which makes it a lot harder. Oh wait. <laughs> I could do a class, but it's no, kind of you can't do a class. New world monkey. <laughs> no. I know. That does not count. Uh, oh boy. There's gotta be a northern something. Northern, northern. I don't think so. Nothing I know of. Hmm. N N. Na na na. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good lord. Did not need five minutes for I told you you were gonna die quickly. Yes. There has to be a fish or um or a bird. wonder if there's a northern Tinamu. <laughs> Let me think. Oh my gosh. What the hell? <laughs> I cannot help you. <laughs> hmm. We're going to fail. Yeah, we are. <laughs> And will be what does it. Mm -hmm. Apparently in South America we end on eyes endlessly. Because <laughs> you kept on ticking the stinkin rodents. The South American rodents. <laughs> Thank you, spelling bee. Oh <laughs> my gosh. if we had a C. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. And, 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 nope, we're done. <laughs> wow. Okay, if I counted correctly, which I'm not 100% sure I did, we got 10. Now you're looking something up. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, that would make sense that we ended on 10 because we definitely did an even number. Yeah. Um, also, I love that we started with Bush Dog and I didn't say giant river otter <laughs> so yeah. just talking about them i was expecting you to say green anaconda oh yeah <laughs> i was thinking more just anaconda anyway new world monkeys <laughs> no that's not <laughs> there has to be a bird with northern in its name where did neon tetras come from are they uh, asia amazon oh, okay oh wait pretty sure they are let me double check Amazon Basin. <laughs> Told you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I well, don't, I'm not good with fish. You should be, based on where I met you. Anyway, all right. Well, I knew how to take care of fish. I don't know a bunch of fish. On point for us. Um, we failed at that challenge, so that's that's very typical for us. Uh, if you're um, if you're newer. Anyway, but that brings us. Note. Also, I was thinking Newt as well, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to say anything. Nutria! Now he thinks of everything. My anyway. God! Why? Well, next time we do it, well, we won't be in South America next time we do it, so you'll have to think of a different continent. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you for listening. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. <laughs>